Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Welcome, welcome into 2021, a year that could not have come a moment too soon. We are thrilled to be here with you on this journey. Wade into Wealth is a podcast we started. uh, It's been a work in the works for some time now, a podcast that we've started with the hope of connecting with you to increase your financial health and wellness. We're going to be with you on a weekly basis using this as a method of contact both with our existing clients and also anyone who's interested in hopping on board, learning a little bit more about what can be sometimes an incredibly intimidating, often complex subject, but one that doesn't always have to be, and that's money. Before we go any further, we should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Ethan Wade, the younger of of the two brothers in this equation, and certainly the taller of both of us. You know I have to get that dig in any chance any chance that I can. A graduate of SUNY Brockport with a degree in finance. I've been in this industry for almost 10 years now. Have an amazing wife. A super cool two-year-old son. Love spending time with both of them. I'm an eternal optimist. One of the most important things. Diehard Detroit Tigers fan. Yes. Very important thing. And yes, you are taller. Um... Although anyone who takes a look at me in person would probably confess that that's not really that much of an accomplishment. <laughs> um, you share that with about 95% of the population out there. Yes, I do. Um, so I am uh, Chuck, the older brother. And uh, before this, I was uh, was a TV sports broadcaster, did some radio hosting along the way. Um, and this is, a, this is a fun throwback and way to get back involved with that. I have... Um, also an amazing wife, my wife Liz, um, and two girls, Charlotte and June, who keep us on our toes and have, have really taught us a lot about what, what true joy um, and love actually is. I like to run ultra marathons uh, very slowly, uh, but I still do enjoy doing them. And, and this is something that, that we, Eth, have, have had in our minds and wanted to do for a while because, uh, one, I think it's an area that is, that is underserved. Um, and, and two, you know, something that gets me going is we'll put on CNBC or you'll put on one of the networks every once in a while and you're watching and they're giving all this advice or they're talking about something. And, and often what's being discussed applies to such a small or insignificant part of the population that, that I think it, it can often be misleading for lack of a better term. Absolutely. And I think it's very easy in this industry whether it's on CNBC or with talking with financial professionals to use the industry vernacular, which can very quickly become intimidating and overwhelming. And an important goal that we have for this is to connect with our clients, both our clients, friends, family, and really anyone else who's listening or simply looking for some company on their journey to financial wellness to connect with them 
on a deeper basis in a way that is both understandable and relatable. We're striving to provide sticky knowledge. You know, we are, we're bombarded with information everywhere. We carry cell phones in our pocket. A lot of our watches are connected to our cell phones. You have an Amazon or Google device in your home, the TV, the radio in the car. Information is everywhere. Very quickly can, can become overwhelming. Most of it we hear and we move on. We're looking to provide sticky knowledge. And sticky knowledge, it's not something that you just consume and move on from. It's an understanding, a true understanding of an idea or a concept. And the most important part of that understanding is that it leads to you taking action and having confidence in the action that you're taking. Yeah, so often that is, I think, what is missing when we talk about goals being set. You know, it's, I mean, 80% of people will set goals uh, this year and will set goals, whether it's you want to lose weight, you want to you want to achieve a financial goal, you want to run a marathon, you want to, you know, whatever it is. That's great, but as I have seen in my life and in, in, in some areas, you can set a goal and that's great, but without a plan, without structure, to that and and even taking a step back from that without an understanding of why you are wanting to achieve a certain goal it is very difficult to achieve and i think that's probably why you know four out of five people statistics and various studies have shown set new year's resolutions which were coming at this in the in the new year and and often come up short which nobody sets out planning to do or starting to do and i think it's something that we can help with when it comes to finance, when it comes to money. And it's not, it isn't, we say this often to each other, it's not rocket science. This is not something that is impossible or cannot be done. It's something that often seems intimidating, can be scary. But when you sit down, take a look at your situation with any goal, say, this is the goal I want to achieve. Take a step back from that and start planning out how you can specifically achieve that. It's possible. And I think the last reason that we're doing this is we like doing this. We find enjoyment out of helping people reach a state of better wellness with their finances, with their relationship to money. You know, there is there is no feeling like when you, you see two people who are realizing maybe retirement's an option, maybe it's finally possible for them or some goal or they can pay for a child's wedding or college education after years of working towards a goal and you see them high five across a table or you see that look or the, the message of gratitude for helping them with something. That's why we do this, but this can also be enjoyable. It can be fun. Finance, economics, they're very broad subjects. Our goal is to bring these stories, these concepts, these ideas to you. Obviously we want them to be relevant. We want them to be interesting but also entertaining and enjoyable to consume. And so that's what we are going to, to work on. Those are our goals for Wade into Wealth, this podcast that we, are, that we are starting and going to be bringing to you on a weekly basis. And it's something that we're going to work very hard towards. But, but along with that, it's something that we have 
made a plan to do and be successful with. And I think with anyone setting goals, that is the real key. Absolutely. And especially when it comes to finance, well, really everything. The concept is simple, but we need to remember that it is not achieved overnight. And you reference the clients that high five for getting college paid for or understanding that their retirement is really coming into focus exactly as, as they have wanted it to be. That was not done overnight. That was done with years of planning and discipline leading up to that and, and outlining their goals to have an idea of this is where you are today and this is where you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 20, or 30 years from now. And so for this episode, we talked about what our goals are for the podcast as a whole. But we also want to focus on just goal setting in general for, for this episode. It's early 2021. And man, we are all hoping that this is a better year <laughs> yeah. than last year. Right. The bar is set pretty low. Let's be, let's it's be a, serious. It's a low bar. <laughs> um, let's, not, let's not go any deeper than that. But uh, it's a low bar and hopefully we're on our way. So it's early January. We've made our New Year's resolutions. We're in the honeymoon phase when we feel great. The reality is most of us will not stick to them. This is when I've worked out like three times in the first like week and I'm feeling really good. I've eaten clean and I have a lot of optimism. And then like the second week of the year starts. Yeah, and then something comes up and you think, you know, it'd be a lot easier to order that pizza for dinner tonight. Yep. Um, you referenced earlier four out of five people, 80%. Think about it, that. That's, that's very powerful. 80% of people. It's huge. Do not actually reach their goals or objectives that they set in the form of a new year resolution. Why? It's a great question. And it's one that, you know, I think, I know I can speak to it. I've set goals and had them fall short. Yeah, so have I. We, we all have. That's and 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 that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it certainly is not always the result that you want. Um, and I can tell you, e even to this day, if if there are if there are goals, you know, I would love to lose some weight. I absolutely would. Um, and it's very easy to say that and say, all right, well, I'd like to lose thirty pounds. I'd like to lose twenty pounds. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. But the reality is. That's only the very first step. We know how to do it. I know what I need to do. I, I, it's not rocket science. It's simple. Eat, eat healthier food. Don't, and for me, don't eat at night. That's it. I mean, that's, that's when I fall off the wagon is when the, when the sun goes down, I get into trouble. But that's, that's, um, I know that. But in my mind, I'll often say, all right, well, uh, I just like to lose weight, work out, eat better. And that's what I, and that's what you leave it at. And, you know, so I wonder, is, is that, I mean, why do people, why do other, why do people struggle with this? Because we all set goals. We all have the right intentions. Why, why is that? Are there other issues or what's the main issue that prevents us from having a better success rate when we want to change, change something, a behavior or whatever it is? 
Goals are great. A very broad goal. It's better than nothing. But where we find a lot of folks get tripped up is by having a lack of a plan or even an accountability partner. You know, there, there's a saying that we love and, and we use it often when sitting down with clients. And it's that those who fail to plan may as well plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And when you don't set timelines or specifics for that goal, it allows for distractions and hiccups to come in and completely derail the plans and turn us into a tomorrow goal, which is, well, today was a tough day, so tomorrow I'll start. But the the thing about tomorrow is that it never actually comes <laughs> and it never actually arrives. You know, and, and we talked about, I, I briefly mentioned having an accountability partner. I mean, it's it's such a powerful tool. And I don't know the statistics behind it, but it has to be significant where when you set a goal and have an accountability partner, someone that isn't there to judge you, mm-hmm. someone who isn't there to make you feel bad, but is instead there someone who has an interest in seeing you succeed and seeing you achieve those goals. The, the statistics have to be staggering in terms of when someone has an accountability partner, the level of success that they're able to achieve above and beyond when someone just tries to do it on their own. Yeah, and there's a bunch of things that go in with that. You know, I think in, in some cases, what the accountability partner or a coach can help you do is help you understand why you need to do something. Not necessarily just do it, but but here's why. And so often we we miss out on that. And something you brought up that is so important and needs to be hammered home is that they are not there to judge you. They're not. They're there to help you get closer to success. And they have an interest in you finding success. Often you have to you have to pay a coach. You have to pay, you may have to pay someone. I mean, you can have a friend do it, but you have to pay a coach. I have a running coach. I pay him money. And the reason I do is because he has knowledge that I don't have and has a vested interest in me succeeding. And I can tell you that, you know, I did just fine. I did okay running a marathon and, and you know, my first ultra marathon with Google as my coach. But when I found big changes, we see this with clients of ours. When I found big changes and truly began to improve and, and see gains from where I was months ago to where I was in the present was when I had started working with a coach, someone that had, was providing me with a plan and also the knowledge that I did not have about a specific subject and also to hold me accountable because I'll tell you, it's very easy when it's 8 to 30 at night in the winter and you don't want to go out. I didn't want, don't want to go out running. Just say, ah, well, I don't want to do it. I'm going to watch something on TV or Netflix or I'm going to go to bed. But knowing, well, you know, my coach is going to see that I missed this workout and I'm going to have to own up to that. It's not a comfortable feeling. I don't love that feeling, but 
those runs got done. And it's the same when you have a coach or an accountability partner. I mean, we see that with clients. When we are working with someone, and, and you know, oftentimes you'll have people that'll say, do you ever, you probably hear this too, is they'll say, well, you know, I'm I'm almost ashamed to say this, or I'm almost like, they're almost almost embarrassed by what they think they don't know, yeah. or think they don't have enough saved up, or that they're going to be judged by what they have in terms of assets or what they've done up to this point. And the reality is, the best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. Right. But the next best time is today. And the hard, some of the hardest parts of taking that next step or beginning on your adventure with your goals is simply that of just taking the action. You know, I have a, we have a bike downstairs in our basement and mm-hmm. when you get on and then there's an exercise class going, they say, you, look, you've done the hardest part today already. And that's just to come down here and get on the bike. Mm-hmm. Now you're right. here. And that having that accountability coach helps to force you and pushes you to do the hardest part, which is simply take that action. Just start. Yeah, it's an incredible tool. Yeah, just start. And that is that is one of the most important parts, and I think that's something that, you know, is is a goal of ours here too, is is if you don't have an accountability coach or someone to, to help guide you along the way throughout this journey. Uh, the last reason that I think we sometimes come up short on goals. And this one, it seems so counterintuitive, but I think it's true is that we are maybe afraid of success. And what that means is that in our minds, we we limit ourselves. Our, our brains are, are wired to work like that often. We don't push ourselves. Um, but often we see our flaws. We give our flaws a voice. It's uncomfortable to confront them. It's uncomfortable to look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm not where I want to be today. And we often don't necessarily or aren't able to see ourselves in a different light, see ourselves having made positive changes, to see yourself at the end of the race, to see yourself having saved enough to send a child to college, to see yourself having saved and lived uh, within your means long enough to be able to retire at 57 or 58 when maybe you thought you'd work till 65. We, it's, it's not easy to, to do these things when they're uncomfortable, but when we are willing to do that, when we are willing to look at ourselves as being successful in the future, when we are willing to do that and take that step, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, it's it kind of piggybacks off of the book called The Law of Attraction, which is when you think positively and you tell yourself that, that you're going to achieve a positive outcome you give yourself a much better chance of, of accomplishing that than if you allow your negative thoughts to own real estate in your mind. And often those end up just handcuffing you from being able to take that next step and, and take the first step in the process to get you on your path to your goals. So how do we achieve them? Oh, it's, it's so simple. But it's not easy. Right. Right. It's a, a classic example of much easier said than done. And we do this with clients, but we also do this with our own business. And it was, it was what we spent the, f- spent the first part of this original podcast talking about, which was defining the goal and not having it be a broad-based goal. 
It can be big. It can be small. Just define what it is. And what does success look like for you? You know, a good goal is, well, I want to retire. Or I want to lose weight. A better goal is, I want to be fully retired by the time I'm 62. Or I want to lose 25 pounds by January 1st of 2022. Create a goal. Attach a number to it. Or define define what that is. And a more defined goal is simply more likely to be achieved. Because we have an understanding of, okay, we're at point A right now. And we want to get to point B. And in order to get to point B, we know it's these simple steps that require a whole bunch of discipline. Which is not easy. But we know how to get there. And we just have to simply start and take that first step. You know, it's like, I don't like road trips. I don't like road trips at all. I'd much rather fly anywhere I go than sit in a car for four hours. Yeah, I enjoy the car. Yeah, you, you again, you and I look very similar, two very different people. And I cannot I cannot stand being in the car for for long periods of time. Okay. But in reality, if we're going on a road trip, we know that that let's say we're heading down to Florida, we know well if we start driving south, eventually we'll get there. Right. Somehow we'll find our way there. But when we follow our GPS, when we map it out. We're going to get there on a much more efficient scale, and we're going to drastically increase our chances to getting there instead of somehow winding up in Texas. And I think having that define and creating the goal and listing that goal gives you a much greater chance of success. Texas is a long way from Florida. Do you race the GPS when you... Like when you get in the car and it tells you, you know, you'll be there at 5.13 p.m., do you... Do you race the GPS to try to beat that? I wouldn't say I race it. I'm, I prefer to be safe. But <laughs> if it says I'm going to get there at 5.13 p.m. and then I see a tick to 5.14, I know it irritates Brenna very much. So, <laughs> okay. so we, try to, we try to get there on time. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. <laughs> um, so defining the goal. Yes, yeah, simple, not easy. That's a very important first step. The, the next step. And this is not my original idea. These None of these are original ideas, but, but they work. And they're ideas that we have found that work. They work in all or various facets of life is to work backwards. Start at the end. Start with success. Start with crossing the finish line. Start with your last day of work. Start with walking out of the, walking out of the office for the last time. Start with that and see that. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do when you're 62, at 60, at 55, at 45? We break them up into smaller goals, and we break that up into, well, what do I need to be doing at 55? If I want to retire at 62, what do I need to do at 60? Where do I need to be at 55? Where do I need to be at 50? Where do I need to be at 45? Where do I need to be at these various stages um, in order to achieve the goal that I've set myself up and break them into smaller goals or wins. I have a, a very good friend who talks about getting getting small wins early in the day, something like making your bed. It's a small win. It's not difficult, but it's a small win. It's something that you've done. You've gotten it checked off your list. It's a small win. What small behaviors can we change today? And we're more likely to change them if we have an understanding of why we are changing them. 
And a great example, it's it's the simplest one. We use this all the time, but it it really does. It works, all right? Not going to buy dinner three nights a week. I, I, I like to eat out. There's a lot of great restaurants in Rochester that I really enjoy. Um, but instead of buying dinner out three nights a week, we're going to two. Instead of two, we're going to go to one. You're not going to buy the coffee. A cup of coffee is always the default example. But you're not going to buy the cup of coffee. You're not going to do x it's the same thing and and you know it's all right well i'm not going to eat the cake because that's not going to get me closer to being able to run a faster time or lose x amount of pounds by january of 2022 if you have an understanding of why those smaller goals those smaller wins are easier to achieve than if we don't have them i completely agree i mean it- you know, an easy example is to say, well, we want to lose 25 pounds by January of 2022. It sounds like a lot. That sounds tough. But it's two pounds a month. And all of a right. sudden, that seems more manageable. Uh, when, when you break it down, get small. and It's half a pound a week. Yeah. it's And you realize that, okay, I can do that. That's that's a cha- attainable when I see half a pound a week. I can do that. And momentum is contagious. I love the love the idea of making your bed first thing in the yep. morning cuz you get one thing checked off your list and it just sets you up for the rest of the day to keep checking things off and and that momentum really is really is contagious and one thing we'll come back to which we talked about earlier was having that accountability partner. Yep. And it doesn't have to be just one. It can be a coach or an advisor, it can be your partner, your spouse, your friend. Anyone who can help you to have to answer the question of, did I do today what I know I needed to do and push you to do the hardest part, which is to simply take that action. Yeah. And something else that, that a coach can do, and we use that, we're just going to use the terms interchangeably, coach, accountability, partner, they can help you. You are going to hit a a bump. You are going to have a setback. You will setbacks. You will have them. They can help you not only overcome them, but reframe them. And, you know, I've had a, a tendonitis, a running injury, whatever. And it's, it's been, there've been times where it's stressful or I'm thinking I'm losing out on fitness or whatever. And in talking to my coach, you have to be honest with them too, about how you're feeling and where you are with things. And, you know, his response was much different than mine saying, I'm really worried or concerned about this. It's just accept that this is where you are right now. And also that in being here, you will be able to find more joy and fulfillment when you are able to run than when you, than knowing that you couldn't. But in the meantime, we're going to get on the bike or we're going to do something different so we can continue to work towards your goal. We see that very often. We have clients that lose jobs. We have clients that have circumstances that come up. When we're aware of those, you can adjust. And often what you can also do that is equally important as the adjustment is provide the perspective that can help them stop worrying or having the anxiety around a circumstance that, oh, this happened, this is not, this is bad. Well, okay, well, hey, that doesn't throw you off track necessarily. We're still okay here. Maybe we're going to make a couple of adjustments, but just because a setback or a difficult circumstance has happened does not mean that you're derailed or that we have to go start from scratch. Absolutely, and getting that perspective from someone who 
may be outside of your household allows you to hear it and see it in a different way. You know, I'm a bonehead. And Brenna will tell me something. I'll think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll hear it. Someone else will tell me, I think, oh, yeah, that probably yeah. does make sense. And getting that perspective from it's it's not that uh, I didn't think Brenna was right. It's just that hearing it from someone else who you're not inside of those four walls that's inside right. of your household, getting that perspective is a very valuable tool. Somebody who isn't emotionally involved, has right. no emotional investment. We we have... we. We have learned, and you can you continue to see that emotional decisions, decisions that are emotionally charged, often are not the most rational decisions that people can make. Right. And having someone that can that can help you evaluate that without the emotion involved is is um, I think very valuable. So, you know, we we've talked about goals now. That's great. Talk is talk is not worth much without action. So. Uh, it's time for us to start wrapping this up and for us and others to start taking action. It's a new year. We need it. We know we need it. So it's here. What can we do now to make this year our best one yet? We've set goals. Did we set the right goals? Can we better define them? Can we take a broad goal and narrow it a bit to have a better understanding of what we need to do to find success. Can we then work backwards from them? We have business goals. We set them. We define them. We literally break them up into each day what that means. And we break them up into more achievable, smaller pieces. Have someone that's going to hold you accountable. It doesn't have to be just one person. And one of the most powerful things about a goal is if you take it outside of your mind and you make it a public goal where now you've you've made yourself vulnerable, right? Because other people know that this is your goal. And in your mind, you feel that if you don't achieve this goal because you've made it public and you've told people about this, that not only are you letting yourself down, but you're also letting others down, your accountability partners, your friends, your families, and in your opinion. And that is a great driver to take that action. Don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. Take that action today, even if it's just one small step. Momentum is contagious. It certainly is. And I think one of the other things too is make your goal public. Tell people. It's not bragging. It's okay to put it out in social media. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm going to do this year. And you put it out there because maybe you don't have someone yet that can be your accountability partner or coach. But if you put it out there, you've just made yourself accountable to a whole group of people. And if you keep putting it out there every once in a while, what that does, it makes you accountable, but it also gets people rooting for you. It gets people cheering for you, and it helps you build some of that momentum, which is really contagious. Goals can be difficult, but goals can absolutely be achieved. And that's something we want to start the year with, the knowledge and the, the understanding that goals can absolutely be achieved. So that's it for this week. Next week on Wade into Wealth, retirement is broken. The onus is on us to fund our future. How are we supposed to do that? When figuring out the, own inve- the actual investments in your own 401k seems like trying to read a different language. We're going to talk about that next week when we return on Wade into Wealth. 
Contact the Wade Group at wadegroup at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.